We know we need a retirement plan and an income plan. What about a plan for happiness? It's possible. We'll explore some options on today's show. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is a fiduciary with over two decades of experience. You can also check out his website, laurelws.com. And he is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Good Sunday evening, Steve. How are you today? I'm doing well, Teresa. How are you? I am doing really well. I love this time of the year. I love summer. I love to get out and uh, do lots of fun things. And uh, it just, uh, I don't know, seems to be a nice time to take it easy. <laughs> yeah, no, it is nice. And the, day, the days are a little bit longer. And so yes, that, yeah. that helps you. It does. It does really enjoyable. So we're talking about, you know, having a, a plan for happiness. Mine would be summer all the time, which in Florida pretty much is. So it would seem that way. Um, but we can't say you'll always have a worry-free retirement, but we can offer some tips on creating happiness in retirement. We can call it a, a happy plan. Why not? And most agree it's got three components, money, health, and relationships. I know this would be a, a, the big first one is tie up any financial loose ends. Right. And so this can be an area where you can make some mistakes as well. So many retirees are going to have a strong desire to have their house paid off before retirement. And it's not always the most mathematically sound decision because um, while it does allow you to enjoy and relax in your retirement because you're not stressed about a debt, the, the question is, are you tying up too much of your potential liquidity and not leaving yourself enough to actually enjoy because now all your money's tied up in your house. Mm -hmm. So the best way to pay off debts um, is obviously over the schedule that is laid out in your mortgage. You can make extra payments, but you don't want to make those extra payments if it's going to be cutting into money that you're going to need for your lifestyle. And how do you know if it's money that you need for your lifestyle. Well, you need to have a retirement distribution plan where you have actually given some thought to what your goals are and what your what's going to make you happy in retirement and what your lifestyle is going to look like. Because once you know that, then you can assign a cost to it. And you you don't want to commit. It's great to have the goal of paying off your mortgage. You don't want to overcommit money that you're going to need to spend because once you put the money into the mortgage and you're not working anymore, you're not getting that money lent back to you. <laughs> so, because right. um, you don't have the income anymore, no mortgage company is going to give you the loan back. So, if you if you if you haven't left yourself a, enough of a, uh, a liquidity cushion, that can be a problem. So, while it's a noble goal to pay off mortgage, and certainly you want to pay off any kind of high interest rate debt, mm -hmm. so credit cards or things like that, you definitely don't want to retire and have nineteen or twenty percent credit cards. Um, but 
you know, in terms of you want to analyze which debts um, to pay off first and you can retire and still have a mortgage. You, you don't want to retire with super high interest rate credit card debts is, I guess, the point I'm trying to make. There. Right, right. Yeah, good idea. Good idea. Next, of course, is eliminating the fear of running out of money. That's big, huge. Right. No. And so this is one of the things that when they do, when they've done sur surveys in the past, they, people's biggest fear is running out of money. But then if you ask a person about an annuity, they say, oh, I don't like those. But <laughs> what an annuity is in a, in a nutshell is you're transferring the risk of you running out of money to an insurance company. So um, the reason annuities get a bad rap is not because they're bad products. It's because there are a lot of times they're a bad fit. So someone takes money that's, you know, an advisor advi takes money that's not designed to produce that person an income. Maybe it was money that they were going to use to buy a, a second home or a lake house or something, and they put it into an annuity. And then the person, the annuity is not designed for that type of money. But if it's money to recreate a paycheck, an annuity can do that very efficiently. It's about knowing how much of a paycheck you need and putting the right amount into to something like an annuity. Um, but by doing that, you're, you're, you're eliminating one of your, your biggest fears. And intrinsically, if you eliminate a fear, the one thing that if you ask people, why, what, what's the, why do you want to have money? When you ask people that question, they say, I want to sleep well at night. So if the fear of running out of money keeps you from sleeping well at night, well, why wouldn't you do something that's going to eliminate that fear? Of course, of course, that, that all makes sense. Why not? Um, uh, also to downsize, downsizing. Yeah, so not only downsizing to save you money, but it helps helps your funds last longer in retirement. And it may actually make your life a lot happier depending on the lifestyle you prefer. And I'll give you a real life example. It took my parents till their late 70s to downsize. And we told them for probably 15 years before that, that they needed to downsize. And they, my dad refused because he was a, he's a hoarder. He still is a hoarder, but uh, he didn't want to have to part with and, 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 and get rid of junk that he had been saving in the basement, in the attic and the garage. And so he just put it off and put it off and put it off. Now that they've actually downsized, they're so much happier. Yeah. Smart move. Smart move. Also building in a buffer. Right. So what building in a buffer does is it allows you to make decisions from a position of strength. And so what do I mean by that? Well, you want to continue to have some assets invested for growth because one of your biggest risks is inflation, right? So the money you have coming in is not going to buy the same amount 10 years from now. Well, one of the dangers of investing in stocks is that if you have to sell it at the wrong time, you could lose money. If you have some money set aside as a buffer or, or safe money, we call that kind of the liquid bucket. Um, if you have some money set aside in a, a money market, even if it's not getting you any interest, it in a year where you uh, your stock investments are down, it gives you the flexibility to take from that that buffer and not have to sell your stocks at a wrong time. Okay. All right. And that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. But bottom line, to get your happy plan put into place, you've got to meet with a financial advisor. It's the best and that's, course. That, no, and that, that's exactly it, because you need to have a plan in place. And that's something 
that we do for all of our clients. And it all starts with the plan. We don't ever make recommendations to a client outside the context of a plan. And we're, we're going to offer the first 15 callers today a complimentary retirement distribution plan. And that's going to look at, it's going to start with a conversation about what you want your retirement to look like. And if you've never actually given that any thought, you know, you're going to want to give it thought. It's going to talk about not just your money, right? It's going to talk about what are the things that you enjoy doing and where, who are the people that you're going to spend time with? And what, what is that, what is that going to look like? What are the, how are the hours in the day going to be filled? Because once we know that, then we can figure out the cost and we can see if you're on track or not. And if you're not on track, we can make suggestions. If, if you are on track, then we can say, oh, well, maybe you would actually be able to do this much more. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's gives you peace of mind. It can also take away fear. And ultimately, like I said earlier, what do those, those two things do for you? They help you sleep well at night. And so we're going to make that available to the first 15 callers today. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. Common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. You just need to get that financial roadmap put together. And Steve, he'll translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. What's on the way next, Steve? We know we have to save for retirement, but how much should we save? What kind of account do I need? How much do I have to save each year? All great questions, and in this segment, we'll get straight to the facts. Some may surprise you. You are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He's also president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. And uh, he's a sought-after speaker and been brought in to train advisors at some of the largest financial firms and insurance companies with his more than two decades of experience as a fiduciary. So talking about having our happy plan in place and uh, to have a successful retirement plan, there often are a lot of moving parts. Um, so we're going to be separating some facts from fiction with some hard to believe retirement facts. First one is the average retirement number. It should be around $650,000. Is that right, Steve? Uh, there's no such thing as a just like there's no kind of cookie cutter solution. There's no such thing as a right number for ever, for anyone. Right. But many people wonder. It's one of those things that many people wonder about is they wonder how much do they need to save for retirement. And so because there's no universal answer, it leads to poor education on the topic. And then on top of that, rather than the financial services companies acknowledging that there's no right answer, what they try and do is they try and create catch all rules of thumb that don't work and cookie cutter solutions because it's easier for them, not because it's easier for the, you know, the, the retiree. Mm -hmm. The, the fact is, is when you're saving for retirement, everyone's retirement is going to look different because everyone is going to spend a different amount on the, uh, you know, so someone who's got, you know, their house paid for, they're not planning on moving. They have the grandkids coming over four days a week, and that's what you know the, how they spend their time. They're going to have a much lower cost retirement than the person who's planning on you know traveling uh, traveling the world every couple months. So I, 
just did a financial plan for someone this past week where their goal is not only are they going to be um, selling their house and buying another one in North Carolina, they're also only going to spend about six months a year in North Carolina, and then they're going to spend the other six months traveling to different international destinations. Now, that type of a retirement looks a lot different than and is a lot more expensive than the one that I first described with the the, the grandparent that's sitting at home watching their grandkids four days a week. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the you know the correspondingly their retirement number would be significantly higher than someone like that. So there's no there's no universal answer. Um, eventually, when you do stop working, you'll have cash flow from Social Security. Um, if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, you'll have that. But then the investments are going to have to. So the 401k, 403b, 457 plan, um, those are going to have to cover your additional living expenses. And so um, we do know that the median retired couple has an income of about 57,000 and 31,000 of that comes from Social Security. So, you know, if you are the average retiree, you're going to need to produce about $26,000 a year from from your um from your investments, but again, there's no, there's so, such a wide disbursement of, of people on along that range. So there are some people that will that will spend a lot more than fifty seven, and there's a good number of people that will spend less than the fifty seven. Okay. Yep. Like I just said no one size fits all. Um, next one: the average couple needs three hundred thousand in assets to cover healthcare costs in retirement. Yeah, so out of out of pocket medical expenses are different for everyone, but this is this is this three hundred thousand dollar figure is a very common. Um, if you've ever gone to any kind of these dinner seminars that they offer, they always throw this number out there. Um, so Fidelity does a cost of care survey every single year, and um, that's again an average. But now, if you're doing stuff that is contributing to poor health, uh, your cost could be a lot higher, right? So if you're, if you're, if you're someone who doesn't live a very active lifestyle and you spend, you know, eight, eight hours a day watching cable news and you're eating takeout and, and pizza three meals a day, um, you know, and you're you're watching cable news. So that's why you're eating all that stuff. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So, but I'm saying that's going to most likely lead to higher healthcare costs than the person who's actively involved in fitness and is, trying to eat healthy and, you know, is, is, uh, you know, doing things all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yep. Got to take that into consideration. Also this next one, your savings become less valuable over time. Hmm. Yeah, no. And uh, you've heard me say this uh, several times on the show. If you've been listening that I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to inflation, mm-hmm. inflation is a major threat to your retirement plan. And it is the, one area, the one threat where it's completely underplanned for, because even advisors have grown numb to inflation because it's been so low for so long. But if you look since World War II, inflation has averaged 3.42% a year. And things tend to revert back to their long-term average. So if you have a period of below 2% inflation, like the one that we've just had, there there will eventually be a period of higher inflation, which brings you more in line with the the 3.42% average. So you want to you want to factor in inflation into your plan. And a lot of times I, I'll, I'll be meeting with someone, they'll say, but I'm retiring, so I'm not going to have as much inflation. No, that's actually wrong. You're going to have higher inflation in retirement because you consume more travel, 
you consume more medicine. And those things inflate at a faster rate than general inflation. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, you're not commuting maybe anymore. Um, so you're saving some costs there, but commuting costs don't inflate at the same rate as medical costs. They, you know, and so, um, you, you definitely want to account for inflation and you want to make sure that you're working with someone who's accounting for an appropriate amount of inflation and not one or 2% inflation. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Also, you don't keep, you don't get to keep all of your 401k savings. Is that true? Yeah. So there's two big areas that we always talk about with clients and if you, if you're one of the callers who calls in, this would be in your plan, but we're, we're going to talk about fee drag and tax drag. And what, what fee drag is, is that if you're in a plan where you're paying 1% a year in expenses on a million dollar 401k, well, that's $10,000 a year that you're paying out the door in expenses where you might be able to save costs there. The other way that we look at it is that the pre, all that money that's pre-tax is eventually going to be taxed. So we've been drained and it's been drilled into our head that we want to defer it till we have to start taking it out at 72. Well, we, if you do that and say you're retiring at 62 and you, you, you withdraw from all your other assets for those first 10 years, now all of a sudden you are paying, you're taking a minimum distribution that's probably three times the size of what it would have been if you had been taking the money out evenly over those first 10 years of retirement. And what you lose is you lose the ability to control your tax bracket. So you're ending up paying Uncle Sam unnecessary taxes because he's your silent partner in that larger distribution because our tax brackets are incremental, meaning the, the more money you make in one year, the higher percentage of tax you pay. And so that's one of the things that we'll look at in our plans. And we still have eight spots left. Um, so if you're one of the next eight callers, we're going to put together a complimentary retirement distribution plan. And it's going to show you what your projected minimum distribution is and what your tax bill would look like based on current tax law. And so you'll have a sense of that. And knowing helps you make better decisions, obviously. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build a tomorrow that you want. There is no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation than to find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Steve now. Again, that number, 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. Our third segment's coming up next. What's on the way, Steve? So one question nearly everyone asks me is, when, when can I retire? So I'm going to look at some signs that you may be ready to retire and even retire early. Details next when we come back. Welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. You can also check out his website at laurelws.com. All right. 
talking a lot of good stuff today and talking about saving for retirement. You've got a plan in place and maybe it's time to actually consider retiring. Um, there's there's some signs that, we, that you may be ready to begin the next phase of your life called retirement. We're going to go over some of those right now. First is your debts are paid off. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Congratulations. And so a lot of times people will they'll associate retirement with the paying off of a big debt, like a, like a mortgage, right? And they'll say, well, you know, I don't have, I don't have the debts. And obviously that increases your retirement readiness if you're going in with no debts. Um, but like we spoke about earlier, it's not critical that you have all of your debts paid off, but um, it does speak to your readiness if your debts are paid off. Okay. That, that's sounds good. Good first step. Second one is your savings exceed your retirement goals. Right. And so this is the critical one, right? So we are, we talk so often about actually putting it down and, and, and saying it out loud and creating a well-defined goal and actually thinking about what your retirement is going to look like and what, what you want to spend your time doing. And so once you've done that, and now you know about what that's going to cost, then you can overlay the numbers and see, are you, are you on track? And a lot of times what you might find is that you're you're ahead of the game. And so isn't that nice to know if you if you know that all right, I already have enough money to retire and maybe you love your work and you want to keep working but you know if you're if you know that you're able to stop working it it, it changes your whole context of of when you go into work and and how you feel about different interactions. So mm -hmm. when you when you come home from that day and invariably you're going to have it where you know you, you're arguing with someone at work or you're just not, you're, you're sick of your job. It's nice to know, hey, look, if I needed to, I can walk away right now. And so um, it gives you a lot of peace of mind. Yeah, and you can't put a price on that, that's for sure. Um, and your next one there, it's your retirement plans don't have an early withdrawal penalty. Right, so um, some people, and I work with obviously a lot of um, government employees, and so uh, in the federal space, for example, a lot of people will retire, especially if they're federal law enforcement, they're going to retire in their 50s. Um, so you have an early withdrawal penalty if you're under 59 and a half. Um, now, if you're in the if you stay in the government retirement plan, there's no early withdrawal penalty. But um, a lot of times people will go into a bank or some institution that will convince them to roll over their retirement plan. And now they have early withdrawal penalties. So Again, it's it's a question of if you're taking distributions and you're paying an extra 10% penalty to Uncle Sam, you're wasting money by by paying out Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's great to retire early, but you want to make sure that you're not going to have to tap into things that have a penalty um, in order to do that. So if you have enough money in, in non-retirement accounts like like uh, bank accounts or brokerage accounts to where you can retire and not touch that money before 59 and a half. That's obviously um, that would, that would, uh, that would help you retire earlier. Mm -hmm. Yes. And your healthcare is covered. That's huge. That's big. Yeah. So healthcare is incredibly costly and as early retirees, you should have a plan in place to cover your healthcare costs. And it, you don't want it to just be Cobra because Cobra doesn't, um, Cobra is what they offer you usually to extend your plan for 18 months right. um, afterwards. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know what that is. And so um, 
you want to you want to look at what the health health insurance is going to cost you because it's going to be a major expense. And now with the exchange, it's a little bit more manageable than it was, um, you know, say ten years ago. But still, it's still going to be expensive. And if you're retiring before Medicare is available, so you're be, so assuming you're retiring before sixty five, you really need to, to. That's something you really need to look at. If you're retiring at sixty five or older, you can look at Medicare part B um, and you probably might want to look at some type of a supplemental plan. um, Or if your employer allows you to cover to continue coverage, maybe you, you know, maybe some plans, some, some employer plans will allow retirees to continue their coverage. um, And maybe they use that as a secondary insurance to Medicare instead of a a supplement plan. So, um, but you want to, you want to definitely, that's something you definitely want to explore before you actually, decide to retire because that will be a significant cost. Yes. Yes. And uh, you can currently live on your retirement budget. So this is, this is very, very important as well. And so how do you know that you can live on your retirement budget, right? Well, it's about creating the discipline ahead of time. And so the easiest way to look at your expenses is to look at them forensically. What do I mean by that? Well, typically while we're working, we have a direct deposit coming in, right? So, for most of us, our direct deposit from work is our only source of income. Some of us might have um, rental incomes or things like that. We want to look at what's actually being deposited into your account. And then we want to look at um, where that money went. Is there money that went into from from after being deposited? Is there money that went into a separate investment that you that didn't get spent? Is there money that went to paying down, making an extra payment to a debt? that's not really being spent? Is there money that was a one-time expense, like I renovated your my kitchen type of thing? Um, then that's not money that you're really spending on your lifestyle. But let's just say there is none of those things and say you made $6,000 a month of expenses. Well, if you made $6,000 a month of, of deposits into your bank and your bank balance is roughly the same spot that it was at the year before, that means every penny of the $6,000 a month that came in the door was being spent. You didn't spend, because your bank balance is held steady, you didn't spend more than that. If your bank balances went down, you spent more than what you deposited, which means that you're spending in a di- over $6,000 a month. If your bank balances grew, then you spent less. And so we use that as a baseline. And the reason we use that as a baseline is because when you do one of those silly questionnaires that break down your expenses, Nine times out of ten, you're going to underestimate your expenses because you're, there are things that you don't think of when you just look at it as a how much am I paying for real estate taxes? How much am I paying for cable? How much? Because there's also the times that your your kids come by and you they hit you up for a couple hundred dollars, or there are times that um, you go you know you go to a wedding and you have to buy a gift. There you you know you go out to a dinner and you. You, you 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 know with friends and you split and you pay cash and you're not you're not thinking of those those expenses but if you look at it forensically then you're getting a much truer truer number of on the spending and that's one of the things that we're going to look at is your is, is what you're spending and we're going to start with a realistic assumption in our plans and we still have four spots left um, and we're going to put together that retirement distribution plan absolutely free for the next four callers. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995.
first step is to sit down with a financial advisor. And if something we're talking about today resonates with you, whether it's tax planning, Social Security, health care, or just that overall big picture, give Steve a call, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. The phones are ringing, folks, and spots are filling up. You want to get on his calendar. And maybe you just feel that need to get that second opinion, or you want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals. Call Steve and take the stress out of planning for your future. Once again, that number, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This hour is just flying by. We've got one more segment. What's coming up? Listeners have been busy asking plenty of questions. When we come back, we'll answer as many as, as time allows. Welcome back, everybody, to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. Time now for our most set fun segment of the show. It is listener questions. First up is George in Edgewood. He said, I have to start taking my required minimum distributions this year, and I have three different IRAs. Should I take some money from each account or take it all from one? Great question, George. You don't have to take it. Uh, you don't have to take money from each account. You could take it all from one. What you want to do is take it from the place where it's the most efficient to take it from. So typically that's going to be your lowest yielding account. So the one that's growing the least. In a, in a situation like this where the market is at all-time highs or close to all-time highs, uh, you may want to you may want to look at taking some risk off the table from the stock market and taking it from there, even though it's one of your higher yielding accounts. Um, so, but just kind of a, a, in a normal situation, if you have part of your money is invested for, uh, for growth, part is invested for income and part is invested for um, liquidity that you want to usually take from the liquid piece um, and then replenish that liquid piece at, at different intervals when the stock market is is doing well. Um, and, and that can all come from one account. It doesn't have to come from all three accounts. Okay. All right. Next up is Penny and Belle Isle. Are Social Security benefits withheld because of excess earnings returned to you in monthly installments when you reach full retirement age? They are, yeah. So... You know, if you actually, if you go on SSA.gov, it will say after you reach full retirement age, we'll recalculate the benefit and give you a credit for any months in which you didn't receive the benefit because of your earnings. And then they'll uh, they'll send you a letter telling you about any increase in your benefits. Now, the way that they actually do that is so if you say you started benefits at uh, 64, right? So they'll the parts that were withheld, they will add the the difference from the withheld. They'll add those months uh, that it was withheld back into your your retirement, um, and so that's that's how they do it, and it's a calculation. Um, so, but yes, you will get the money back. You just won't get it back in a lump sum. Okay. All right. And we've got Harry now in Oviedo. What's the difference between a four hundred one k and a pension plan? 
Well, there's a lot of differences in that one, Harry. So we could probably do a whole show on that. But the the biggest difference between a 401k and a traditional traditional pension plan is the distinction between defined benefit and defined contribution, meaning a pension plan is giving you a fixed benefit, a fixed amount every single year, whereas the defined contribution plan like the 401k is telling you how much you're allowed to contribute to the plan every single year. Um, With a defined benefit plan like a pension, the guarantees a given amount of monthly income. So if you, um, it's not going to change. You're getting, say, a thousand dollars a month. That's you're you're going to get that thousand dollars a month. You might have a, it might go up a little bit for the cost of living adjustment, but that's that's pretty much it. With a, something like a four hundred one k or a defined contribution plan, um, you're allowed to choose your own risk level, and you can obviously choose how much you withdraw from it, and you can choose how much. Um, risk you're taking, which affects how much it grows. So the more money you can obviously have, you could end up with less money than the defined benefit plan if your investments don't do well or you don't invest it correctly. But you could also end up with a lot more if you, you know, if you're investing correctly. And if you've been investing in the stock market over the past year or so, you've probably seen your accounts, your defined contribution accounts grow by 40%, where you're not going to see that happen in a defined benefit plan. Okay. All right. And our last question is from Kenny in Maitland. He says, I just retired and have to decide if I should leave my money in my 401k with my previous employer or move it to an IRA. I know that the IRA gives me more investment options, but do I really need them? I also need to decide if I should place it in the fund, place the funds in a target retirement fund or allow my portfolio to be actively managed. Wow. There's a lot to unpack in that question, (laughs) Kenny. Um, So, Number one, I'm not, you're, you're retired. So, and um, I'm assuming you're not planning on going back to work somewhere else. So I don't see a, a huge benefit to, you know, especially if you're older, uh, assuming you're older than 59 and a half um, for you to not roll it into an IRA. When you roll it into an IRA, you have more flexibility uh, in terms of you have more investment choices you have, um, you can control cost better. The reason rollovers get a bad rap is because a lot of times you'll, you'll have someone who's going to roll it over and then they're charging you more fees than what you were paying in the 401k. Um, but if you're rolling it over and you're, you're controlling the cost and you're picking good investments, that there's no reason not to roll it into an IRA in that situation. In terms of the target date fund, I'm not a big fan of target date funds. Target date funds are, by definition, a kind of a cookie cutter um, solution, which is, you know, if you know anything from listening to the show, you know, I despise the kind of cookie cutter catch all solutions. And that's what a target date fund is. It's going to force you to go more into bonds. um, And being that you're retired right now, it's going to have a, a big concentration in bonds. And I don't think bonds are the right investment because bond prices move opposite interest rates, which mean... As, as interest rates start to tick up, which they surely will, your bond your bond funds will go down, which means your target date fund is is really not, it may not even keep pace with inflation. So not a big fan of that. Actively managed portfolios are also have several landmines in them. Number one, you're hoping that the manager outperforms the index. Um, so an actively managed portfolio means you're paying a manager as opposed to a passively managed fund, which would be uh, something like a Vanguard index fund. Most managers don't beat the index. 
and then you're typically paying them, um, you know, anywhere from a half of a percent to uh, can be more than that. But the manager himself is usually taking a half of a percent at the least. And then on top of that, the advisor or the, the firm, whether it's Merrill Lynch or Payne Weber or um, UBS, um, is going to tack on tack on a uh, an additional fee that which can be anywhere from up to another percent on top of that. And so now, not only do you have to beat the passively managed index, you have to beat it by one and a half, two percent to cover all the fees. So I don't think either of those is is a great is a great suggestion for your your IRA. But moving it into an IRA, I think, could make some sense. So just to kind of piggyback off of that the question from Kenny is that before you make a decision uh, to do something with your your retirement assets, you want to make sure you have a written plan and that you know why you're investing in what you're investing in and if it even makes sense for you to invest it. And that's, and that's what these, these questions today really highlight is that um, they're, they're asking, you know, do we, do we have enough to retire? What's the right type of accounts for me to own? Where's the right place to take my money? So these are all things that we can answer by doing a retirement distribution plan. And we still have three more spots left. So if you're one of the next three callers, we will do that absolutely for free. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Again, this is your opportunity to build a tomorrow that you want. Again, there's no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. Let Steve make sense out of that complex financial world. Let him get you a true practical financial review and get a roadmap put together. It's going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, that roadmap is going to show you where you need to be. And you've got nothing to lose. You know, he's a trusted advisor with over two decades of experience. Let him be there for you. Again, that number, 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Hours just flies by. I say this every week, but it's true. And there's just so many great uh, topics. And looking forward to next week with more great topics and great questions from our listeners. No, and we, we love those questions. Keep them coming in. And thank you, Orlando, for listening and spending part of your Sunday evening with us. See you right back here next weekend for another edition of The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. 